Welcome to the Mojo Market Report. Here's your hosts, Dave Sturgio and Chris Gucci. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Mojo Market Report right here on a spooky Monday. That's right. Happy Halloween, everybody. Uh, Chris has come dressed as a Packers fan because it's terrifying. <laughs> oh, no. God. You thought of that, like, what did you think I, of that in mid-October? Oh, I was waiting for it. Dave Stargell, Chris Gucci, and, of course, A5 Anthony behind the glass. And uh, from Chop Studios, we got ourselves a loaded show. Another week of football has come and gone, and we hope you guys made some serious coin over the weekend. Uh, using the Mojo app, which, again, you can download right now on the old uh, iTunes Apple Store. Um, it's free. And, of course, we're giving out stuff day in and day out. They're giving you uh, free shares, free money to use just to get started. Uh, so go on over to uh, the App Store, download the app. You can also check out Mojo.com, follow us on all the social medias and all that jazz, too. So we had ourselves a fantastic week eight most of us and um the trade deadlines tomorrow so that's a big big deal when it comes to the mojo market uh because again we're going to be talking about today's top movers as we always do but again these movers will move with significant actual transactions in the nfl there's a lot of guys who didn't see a lot of volume yesterday or guys that went on record and saying they don't get the ball you know there's a lot of things going on chris how was your week eight man my week eight was decent. I mean, I expected a loss going into Buffalo. Sure. The Packers covered the point spread. And <laughs> I'm not here to say I'm celebrating a moral victory. Don't do it. Because that's, there's no such thing as a moral victory. In Only the when the Cowboys is to the box. But it was <laughs> nice to see that the Packers weren't completely at each other's throats at the end of that game. And they were having a good time. So if I noticed that the Packers were having a good time taking a beating, I'm going to have a good time taking a beating as well. All so right. If they don't mind, I don't mind. Let's, let's just have some fun with the rest of the season. Absolutely. Top Movers. All right, so obviously the top movers of yesterday, before we get into the specifics, I know there's going to be a lot of guys who are like, how can you not talk about this? How can you not talk about that? How can we not talk about the fact that Christian McCaffrey had the trifecta yesterday? Yeah, Throw man. was one, passes one, rush. I said passes already. Passes one, receives one. The guy is doing it all over there, so I'm excited to see what they do over there in San Francisco. The ball that he threw was like a dime. Yeah. It was an actual <laughs> dime. Absolutely. Christian McCaffrey looks like he could actually play quarterback. And if Jimmy G got hurt, is. Christian McCaffrey a better option than Mr. Irrelevant in Brock Purdy? He might be. Mm, that's interesting. This yeah, definitely. interesting stat. Brock that, Purdy is the first and only Mr. Irrelevant to complete a pass in the NFL ever. His, ever. His first his first attempt wow. was, a, was a completion, okay. and guess what his second attempt was? It was a pick. A pick. <laughs> All right. A pick. Um, Mr. Obviously, Irrelevant. the uh, you know it's also a uh, a, a funny joke because uh, as far as the NFC is concerned, the NFC East or. NFC East is looking great, but the NFC as a whole, okay, the division leaders going into this next week, the Eagles, the Vikings, the Falcons, and the Seahawks. The Seahawks, by the way, just that's how I pronounce it today. Just the way we drew it up. That's 100% what I had predicted in the beginning of the season, so I am Nostra Davis again. Um, all right, let's get to the first top mover. Yesterday, in a losing effort, we'll get into the actual specifics of the loss, but Dante Foreman got himself a day, had himself a day uh, yesterday. 26 rushes, 118 yards, three touchdowns. Yesterday, moving up 17%. Uh, he was basically pennies before yesterday, but now... It with the I believe uh, Chuba Chuba was hurt. Chuba was out yesterday. Yeah, so that's opened the door for a guy I like Foreman. I wouldn't say that Foreman is going to see more or less carries when Chuba comes back. I think Chuba Hubbard is essentially the Tony Pollard to the okay. Dante Foreman being the Ezekiel Elliott in this equation. 
Last week, they were both active, and Dante Foreman still eclipsed 100 yards. So I don't think Chuba Hubbard's presence or lack thereof is going to change things much. There might be a couple vultured touchdowns for Chuba mm. if, if he is, uh, in fact, healthy. But I just still see Dante Foreman, the way he was running yesterday, he has some burst, and that dude's a load. Down low, they're going to be giving him the ball. Uh, Carolina, is, they're playing against some some bad teams this year, so there's going to be some value. I think there's time to kick the tires on a Dante Foreman. Yeah, I mean, right now, sitting there at $4.50, very, very low, and he's an RB1. So if you're talking about volume and you're talking about opportunity, this is the guy to do it, and I would strongly suggest it. But, man, oh, man, it's hard not to talk about the Panthers game without the end of that game. Yeah, I know, man. DJ Moore has obviously been in rumors about trade talk, and if that wasn't your, your swan song of getting kicked, almost just, ah, you catch that beautiful touchdown pass. P.J. Walker, by the way, one of the guys trending up as well on the market. Uh, he catches a dime for the tie and then takes his helmet up. My only defense was maybe he thought the game was over, you know, like the, at all red 0-0. But even the game wasn't there, over. That's that's a bad defense. I mean, I, mean it's, I don't think he's making that defense. He sat there pretty much motionless on the sideline after that happened yeah, he for was a good couple minutes. I felt guilt. bad. DJ Moore is one of my guys. But it's good to see that he performed. I don't think that's going to affect him much in the mojo market. Right? Yeah, like, no. Taking the helmet off, I don't think that's really going to take. And really, I mean, DJ Moore probably turned to his teammates and was like, guys, that's how you tank. Now, that's how you tank. <laughs> that's how you do it, baby. Because the Carolina Panthers are, in fact, probably better off losing that football game. So, oh, DJ 100%. Moore, we should be having a party for DJ Moore in Carolina because come draft week in April of next year, I'm pretty sure that everyone's going to be looking back at this DJ Moore moment and be like, thank goodness, because now we're picking ahead. Can you of imagine if it's a one-game separation between the number one and number two pick, and all of a sudden you get your quarterback of choice because of DJ Moore Wait, and there's his some blunder? Bad, there's some bad teams in the league right now. I think Carolina effectively played themselves out of the first pick, guaranteed. There's going to be some teams that don't win many games. Interesting. All right, moving on. To my guy, Tony Pollard had himself a day yesterday. The Dallas Cowboys just completely Kicked the crap out of the Bears. 49-29. Tony Pollard goes and, look, right before the game, I, I want to say, like, up until about Saturday night, everybody was still thinking, oh, Zeke's got a shot. Zeke's got a shot to play, and he was trending upward all week long as far as injury is, is concerned, not so much the market. But Tony Pollard got the call, and he said uh, if he got – you know, got the call. He would bring the haul. What? If you call my, if you call it, I'm a haul it. That's what he said. That's, that's what he a, said. That's what he said. And he did just that. Um, 14 rushes for 131 yards. He caught a ball for 16. Three touchdowns. Three visits to the old pay dirt goes Tony Pollard. Now, the question I ask is this. He's up 4%, but if you smack the multiplier on him, you're up a lot more. Um, $12.18. A lot of people are already the whispers. It's God forbid the, the Cowboys get a win and there's not a controversy right like everybody has said for years that Pollard was the quote better back I'm here to tell you and pour all the cold water on it that he's just a really really good supplemental back to Ezekiel Elliott both of those guys need to be playing on the game and while like I said 20 20 point win is a 20 point win over a bad rush defense in the Bears absolutely the Bears rush defense 29th in the league going into yesterday so I expected a full dose of run uh but in this regard Chris, do you ever, I mean, you kick the tires on Foreman. Are you kicking the tires on a Pollard because of the fact that every time he touched the ball, remember, he only had 14 touches, and he turned three of them into touchdowns. So are you in on Tony Pollard? I think that Tony Pollard, there's a chance that if you look at Zeke's contract, there's a very good That's chance. That's the big thing. There's yeah. a very good chance that come off season, if you want to just get this season out of the way, and I think Tony Pollard could be the incumbent starter in Dallas come next season. Well, he's also, also a free agent. Well, I think that he's a little cheaper, and the, if the Cowboys are going to pay one, 
either it's going to be a Zeke restructure, which I'm not sure he's... Maybe they restructure to pay Tony Pollard. Keep them both. Probably not going to happen. I don't know. (laughs) I I still don't see Tony Pollard as an every down back. I think he's perfect in the role that he's in. And I think that what we've seen out of Tony Pollard is he gets nicked up too. This is the NFL. Everybody's getting hurt. And Tony Pollard, he had an ankle issue last year that Mm -hmm. pretty much kept him... I think he had like plantar fasciitis or something Yeah, in and out of games. I know that he had a lower leg issue. We'll call it that. Lower leg. Lower leg. And... um, for that reason, I just don't see him as the guy that's going to be able to take 20 carries a game. That's why he only had 14 yesterday. What if you think about well, it? Part is, of the Ezekiel Elliott. Now, look, the Cowboys are 6-2. and two, They're rolling right now. Ezekiel Elliott's only seen twenty carries, more than 20 carries once this season. Right. So it's it's they're doing it by committee. The, Nobody's getting the, the full, also, full workload. I agree. And that, that's also because, you know, there is a Tony Pollard present Truth. in that, in that yes. offense. So you don't need to put Zeke in there for 20 carries a game. And that's the whole recipe here in the NFL. You can't no real no running backs are able to withstand 20 carries a game for however long. You know, you guys see like Derrick Henry, he, he did it for a little bit, but eventually that injury catches up to you. And Derrick Henry, shout out to him. He's actually oh, another unbelievable yeah. game. And and just to give a, an idea of where Pollard sits right now, right now he is literally one penny short than Najee Harris, RB1 in Pittsburgh. And then he's one, he's about 17 cents more than Kenneth Walker III, who also had himself a day yesterday. But again, he's he's smack in the middle of those guys, and those guys are clear-cut running back ones. So if you think about it, Pollard's value can only go up from here. I mean, he's he's on his way. He's still a young guy. I so. think Tony Pollard at least played himself into a guaranteed role wherever somewhere. he ends up somewhere <laughs> yeah, next absolutely. season. So you're going to see Pollard get in the football in a, in a – I would say if he picks the right spot and it's not Dallas, I mean, all all the the speculation goes like, where is he going to end up because he's in his walk here? I think he ends up in Dallas regardless. And if he does, it could mean that Zeke is gone. So Tony Pollard, yeah, I would buy on Pollard right now. Go long on Tony Pollard, multipliers, all that good stuff. He's going to get the ball a plethora of times. Um, all right. Moving on to another NFC East beast, and that would be A.J. Brown. This dude is on pace for just a million yards. Right now, through three games, guys, three games only, 659 yards, five touchdowns. He's on pace for double-digit touchdowns. He's obviously on pace for over maybe 1,300 yards. Yesterday, goes for 11 targets. He catches six of them, makes every single one of them count. 156 yards through the air and three touchdowns, averaging 26 yards a catch. This guy, look. We all knew the, the 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 Eagles were up to something on draft night when they traded for this guy. They felt like they can squeeze everything out of him. And through eight weeks of football, Chris, now at the Mojo Market, he's up another seven percent. He's getting himself, he's putting himself in the upper echelon of receivers in the league. Yeah, he's having himself an all pro season. I say that meaning like not a not a Pro Bowl season. He's all an pro, all pro yeah. right now. AJ Brown, arguably the wide receiver one in all of football. There's been guys that came into the league, the Justin Jeffersons, and we expected those. And I honestly I expected AJ Brown to deliver as well. I didn't think that he was going to be arguably the best receiver in football this year. I know. Uh, <laughs> the Eagles, they're rolling. Everybody on that Eagles offense. Get involved with them. And I feel like still the Eagles are looking to make a splash. I think the Eagles and the Bills are both looking to make a big splash at the running back position. I think that they're going head-to-head in terms of the trades. And we're going to see who, which of these two teams come away with that piece. I think the Eagles you think are think it's Kareem Hunt? I think Kareem Hunt moves. There's no question about it. It's just a matter of where. We might see Kareem Hunt tonight. A little we might Acres not. action? We might not. It's That's true. to see what, guys, what happens yeah, with Kareem Keep Hunt your eyes tonight. on that. 
keep your eyes on the usage of one Kareem Hunt today. You might see a little Dearness Johnson uh, tonight. I think Dearness De- Johnson, which we're going to get to this game later, but mm. I think Dearness Johnson's a decent little uh, investment right now because he's going to see an increased role if Kareem Hunt gets moved, and he's he's proven that he's viable in that in that situation. We shall see. But the Eagles are flying. No pun. Little pun. Seven and O are the Eagles, and of course they got the big bad Houston Texans on Thursday Night Football this week. When, when's the loss? When when's that? Coming? I don't know. Maybe this week. Thursday night games scare me. You think the Texans have a shot to beat the Eagles? No. <laughs> stop, but, stop bolstering me up. But, stop getting me excited you know, about if that. If there is a chance for a bad team to beat a good team, it would be on a Thursday night. I, I don't like the Thursday night games. I like to stay away from them unless I'm taking the under. Really? Give me a Friday night game. Shift it a day. And I think it makes all world difference. They're giving you a Black Friday game next year, right? Like, I think a Friday and a Sunday and a Monday. Sure. You the have Texans, a football weekend. Are, Thursdays do far from Houston, Sunday. They're a far better team at home. Like a far better team at home. I, I'm, listen, for me, I hope they mean Pierce Brunson. I'm trying to make some type of realistic uh, expectation that <laughs> the Texans are going to go. Once we get to Thursday, we're like, what are we watching? The Eagles, they're not. No, oh, it's terrible. All right. We haven't mentioned any quarterbacks yet. Until now, a guy that I held on to a little bit. I sold a lot when he went down. I did. But I said, you know what? When he does come back, this is going to shoot through the moon again. And I already had a multiplier on him. And that's Tua. Tua has himself a great, great game yesterday. 382 yards, three touchdowns, 80% completion percentage. He's got Waddle playing out of his mind. He's got Hill underneath. He's got a, a, a decent running game behind him, including himself being mobile. He, fi- he rushes five times for 20 yards. Um, he's got 1,600 yards already. Through and he missed a bunch missed of games. games. I think he's going to lead the NFL in passing yards when it's all said and done. It's incredible. And he's Even though he's sixty nine point nine percent complete. So he's almost a seventy percent completion percentage out of Tua. I, I find it hard pressed not to think that you know at a price like this with another three percent jump. And again, for me, it was a little bit more because of the multiplier, which again very beneficial if you slap a multiplier on these players. If you think that these guys are going to perform uh, throughout the course of the year, then why not? Right? Yes, risk involved because of a bad game and or an injury like I did for Trey Lance. Thank you very much. Um, things happen, but when when you look at Tua, you look at a better situation going forward. Those guys are really playing good complimentary football right now. They get another they get another big win over a, a bad Detroit Lions team that kind of had them for a little while. So I look at Tua as, a, as an absolute leader in this league. He's going to be leading the league in passing before you know it again. And again, 12 touchdowns, three interceptions. The market for Tua right now. Is dangerously it, it low. Is is very low. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at look at the upper echelon of quarterbacks, the Rodgers and the and the and the Josh Allen's and the even the Matt Stafford's of the world. They're all up in the 80s and the 90s. I'm looking at now's the guys, your chance. We got man. we got Goff, Wentz, Jameis Winston. Those are the three quarterbacks that are right above him right now in the Mojo market. And then below him is Jimmy G. And then Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud. So I feel like T- Tua is still trying to earn some respect from the public. He's got my respect. I think Tua in the next in a year or so is at least going to be in the Jalen Hurts uh, territory, which maybe not that high because that's pretty high right now. Uh, all well, why considered. not? But honestly, why not? Because Look. right now, if he he would have to take a significant jump, I'm like talking like sixteen dollars worth. So that's a, almost like a fifty percent jump. I what think you that's will get be a little bit. Well, what you will get out of Tua more than likely if the AFC plays out the way it plays out, you might see the Dolphins in the playoffs. When is, and, Tua, and it's a, when is Tua's contract year? I mean, he's he was his, drafted. He's he was a rookie year? last year. Was he a rookie last year? With Fitz? Second, second year last year. Didn't they, like, rotate in and out? Or is that two years? Am I really dating myself here? Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, as far as Tua goes, because I'm actually now I'm now I'm actually very curious to see where. I think he's in year three. I'm going to find out right now. I'm on his page. 
You're on his page. It says it right on the Mojo app. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. What does it say? This is big. This is this is catastrophic stuff. He's in here. his third year. Okay. So yes. the first year he was rotated in and out. Third year quarterback, which so, is he's on par with Jalen Hurts. So they're as far basically going to have to after this season decide if they're going to want to give him the fifth year or not. And I think all signs point to yes, right? You would think that this t- this guy is absolutely delivering the goods. So Tua gets a win. Now they're obviously with all the good we're talking about, and I, I'm try I tried to keep it as positive as I possibly could. But there's a guy that's in this league right now that. I, on the mojo market, in, in re, it's just it's ridiculous the hype that was built for this guy, and all of a sudden the the hype is gone. And I'm not saying like oh let's just tread light like no gone. And we're talking about Najee Harris. Najee Harris does not look like a running back that should be starting in the NFL. He really does not. And I understand you get away from it because you're down big early, right? The Steelers trailed the Eagles very early uh, in this one, but Najee Harris yesterday eight rushes. 32 yards, okay? <laughs> My God. and But why only eight rushes? You know what I'm saying? Like, the usage is down. He got six targets. He caught six balls for only 26 yards. There was a meme on, on Twitter that I saw yesterday that they're like, Najee didn't gain any positive yardage on this. And, like, there was nobody in front of him. What is wrong with Najee Harris? Because now you have him at 361 yards, and he's played in every game. Eight games worth. He's doing nothing. Three yards a carry. It's just bad. And yesterday, he drops another 5%. And if you went long on him with a multiplier, I feel bad right now because he's just not delivering. Outside of like the preseason hype that I kind of garnered for Everybody Najee did, though. Harris. It's not I just was, you. After seeing him week one and then, and then really looking a little bit deeper, and honestly, I credit uh, Luke Sawhook and Dalton's one of their Twitter spaces that I was sitting there listening and I got a good insight on Najee Harris and I started looking at his age in comparison to other running backs that are in year two's age. And Najee Harris, he has a lot of tread on those tires right now. Bama, right? Yeah. He yeah. played all four years. He had a decent uh, usage at Bama, which... But didn't he back up a bunch of guys? It you know doesn't I mean? matter. He, but, he's still, but what I'm saying yeah, is like he was never the had, guy. They've always had a ton of running backs at Alabama. But look, he, he, I mean, look at his usage in college. He had a decent amount of years, uh, carries. Yeah. He comes into the league as like an older version of a running back, and he's 24 or 25 years old already. Most of the guys that are in year one, year two, 21, 22 years old, at least nowadays. Uh, Najee Harris, he's he just doesn't look the part. That offensive line is really bad right now. They're doing a decent job protecting the quarterback, but they are not run blocking well Mm-mm. at all. So you can combine the fact with that he doesn't really hit the hole as hard as you would like. It almost looks like a Saquon reincarnate of last two seasons where he's been in the lineup not much, but when he has been, you don't see him really being too decisive. I think that list Frank injury is actually a real thing where, you know, yeah, they took, they took some the kind of brace off him and he's supposed to be able to be more agile and it just doesn't but seem when like you're it's injured, you're injured. And when you have no offensive line and you have no quarterback, that's going to stretch the field. So like the odds are stacked against Najee Harris. I think that he's a talented player, but he needs the, the system to be working for him. And right now it's not. Look, Najee Harris, he's only averaged 4.1. He averaged over four yards a carry once this season, and it was 4.1. So he's just, like, barely over once. You're getting the three-point-something to carry per game. It's not going to get it's it. It's 3.3. It's it done. It's 3.3, so it's, like, the low yeah. threes. So it's just, I don't know, man. The Steelers are in trouble right yeah, now. Fade uh, Najee. Yeah, I mean, Steelers are sitting there now at 2-6. and six. Seems like the, the the season's getting away from them right now. Yes, you're going to find out what you got in Kenny, uh, Kenny Pickett and, and George Pickens in this young offense. There might be a, a guy on the move as far as the Steelers are concerned. There's a lot of little, like, tiny whispers about Chase Claypool being on the move. But, like, again, 
I don't know, man. It's tough sledding right now if you're a Steelers fan and you're watching this Najee Harris guy try to try just to try to establish himself as RB one, and it's just not happening. And it's just you know, it's a sad deal. Um, but yeah, so that's your top movers. There's a lot of other stuff that went down yesterday as far Kamara as had three touchdowns. I think he overtook Zeke as the number two back. Did he really? Yeah. Son of a gun. I didn't know that. That's very upsetting. Um, You'll be all right. I mean, yeah, I mean, my heart won't bleed for it. But what I will say is, uh, yeah, Kamara had himself a day. Uh, the Jets, yikes. You know, I, we usually keep it on a local front. And if you want to talk about local right now, fine, let's get there. But uh, it's like, all right, like. The Jets offense is in trouble. Yeah, man. And Zach Wilson is is still my guy. I've still I'm still holding strong on him right now. But Zach, was I seeing, don't know Zach anymore. Was seeing ghosts yesterday. Yeah, his boy, dude. Sam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, that. like I'm telling you right now, I watched every play of that game. Uh, Zach Wilson was just he wasn't it yesterday. Even at the line of scrimmage, his cadence he just seemed unsure of himself. <laughs> I'm being honest. That's the way I got it. I was like, damn, Zach Wilson needs to get it figured out. And I know that he's a young guy, but this team isn't going to wait for him. Right, the team, the team right now, you would see balanced defense. They got the parts. Brees Hall going down really kills them, but not as much as Elijah Vera Tucker. Like he was running for his life, he had no shot. Judon was in his face every single play. Red sleeves, yeah, um, yeah. It's tough sledding for the Jets, and then you flip over to the Giants. While Daniel Jones didn't have himself a bad game, um, you, you look at that Giants team with the turnovers that they caused themselves, self-inflicted wounds. Uh, but shout out to Geno, man. Shout out to Geno Smith, who actually, I don't know if you heard this on the press conference. Did you hear it? Mm-mm. He thanked Jerry Reese and Ben McAdoo for believing in him. So a stab right at the Giants for, you know, for benching Eli Banning and having him start because he was the, re- the better quarterback. He's dropping, di- Lockett dropped a wide open pass, and then he obviously he redeemed himself, but it could have been two. Uh, and, and shout out again, Kenneth Walker to third. Yeah, he is really something special yeah, he, over there. He had like a regular day until the fourth quarter. And then he had that touchdown. Yeah, Saved no. his day. I mean, Kenneth Walker, don't be don't be surprised if Kenneth Walker has fifteen hundred yards, total yards by the end of the year. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um just looking around the league one more again before we get to tonight's game. Obviously the Cowboys take care of business. Uh the Dolphins, we talked about them already. Uh a little bit of Kyler Murray action. He he put up a decent number and I said he would, but they lost the game. So DeAndre Hopkins Hopkins once again just deal. absolutely crushes it. Yeah. So can we talk about real quick before we get into can we talk about the Raiders offense? What is happening there? Yeah, I don't know. Josh we, Jacobs, is he available? Somebody said on this show that he might get traded at the deadline. So all of a sudden you How look at this. Is Derek Carr available? I mean at this point. I, I don't know. But the, the the Raiders right now, again, a lost season. Uh 0 4 on the road. They're two and five as as a team. It's tough sledding, man. If you're a Raiders fan right now, you you gotta be looking at yourself in the mirror saying, All right, what's next? What's the next chapter that we can cause Got you. You acquire a guy like Devonte Adams. You expect him to get the ball, and even he blanked. So it's just a bad situation in Vegas right now. So yeah. Monday Night Football. Let's get to it. Right, we got ourselves a very, very good matchup uh, between the Browns and the Bengals. And the reason why I say it's a very good matchup is the fact that you know um, division game rivalry always there, uh, and both teams absolutely have to have it. With the Ravens playing the way they're playing, separating themselves a little bit in the division lead, the Bengals are sitting there at four and three, have to have a win. They can tie the division lead if they win. The Browns, we said going into the season, if they could just go, I, I spoke to many people about this, if they could just go 500 in the absence of Deshaun Watson, they might be in a nice situation. So right now they're sitting there at two and five. It doesn't look like a nice situation. And, and you know, by all accounts, when you're looking at this game matchup, they don't really stack up very well against the Bengals. They just don't. No, I mean, that Browns defense doesn't really stack up well against anybody. You would think going into the season that 
the defense is going to be the strength with the with the front that they've had, uh, Clowney and Miles Garrett. They've been in and out of the lineup, and they haven't been able to stop the run even when they're in the lineup. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I think Joe Mixon is the guy in this one. You got Jamar Chase out. He avoided the IR, which is huge news for any Jamar Chase investors, um, and huge news for the Bengals going forward. Joe Burrow, et cetera. Everybody sees an uptick with Jamar Chase in the lineup. But because of their pass catchers, I think Jamar Chase, he changes the game, no question about it, and it's going to make things a little more difficult. But at the end of the day, T. Higgins is a true wide receiver one, and Tyler Boyd is as good as in any two that you're going to see around the league lining up in the slot. Um, I think that even the guys last year, was it Austin? Um, yes, there was a guess. Austin Tate, out in Tate. Out in Tate, yes. Out in Tate. Uh, he even stepped up. I'm pretty sure he's still there. So I think that the Cincinnati Bengals are going to have some continuity with their offense. It's not going to be really miss a beat. And Joe Mixon, because of the Cleveland uh, the Cleveland Browns run defense, I think Joe Mixon has a chance to really shine in this one. We've been waiting for his coming out party this year. I think it's I think it's tonight. The Cleveland Browns are giving up a thir- uh, 135 on the ground per game, so it's not looking like a good recipe for that. One play I will tell you to to kind of in- just take a look at, and I got a feeling that we'll talk about him tonight on the Twitter spaces with Luke, um, and that's Hayden Hurst. I think that there's a big game coming out of Hayden Hurst, especially, again, with Chase out and the targets now with with his 10-plus that he would get a game. That's going to be dispersed, and Hayden Hurst being underneath, the Browns have a very hard time doing that and defending the tight end, so I, I, I like Hayden Hurst tonight. Um, one guy I'd love to see get going in, in, in you know flipping to the Browns is Amari Cooper. I think that he needs to just step it up tonight. If they have a shot at winning this game at all, they're going to have to do it through the air as um, the Bengals are only living, uh, letting up 119 on the ground. So, I mean, while like while you look at 100 yards, you're like, well, that's a lot. It's not really. When you look at the grand scheme of things, the, the Bengals' rush defense is a little bit better. So they're going to have to have something out of Nick Chubb. Maybe. You might not see Kareem Hunt. You might see Johnson. Like this, It's kind of up in the air right now. See, it's confusing to me because I feel like you, you're not using Kareem Hunt it definitely worsens your chance at winning the football game. Correct. Um, three and five with Deshaun um, Watson coming back soon. Two and five. Two and five. But if they win this <laughs> oh, game, they win, yeah. three and five, their season's not lost. If they lose this game, then they could effectively trade everybody at this point. right? Anybody that's looking at their contracts and be like, okay, we can get rid of this guy, we can get rid of that guy. Anybody that's signed as a one-year deal, the Judebian clownies of the world, they mm-hmm. could be on the block. Because two and six... In the AFC, AFC, right. You're not really looking good. And I know that they get the quarterback back, but they expect it to be in a better spot, or at least hope to be. Um, I think Kareem Hunt gets traded maybe even before today's game. Before? Before. I mean, why would – if 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 you're going to sit here and say that – the comp, it's about the compensation. They're going to lose the player in the offseason. There's no doubt on that, right? Kareem Hunt's not going to re-sign. Someone's going to pay him more than what the Browns are going to be willing to pay him to be a supplemental back. Mm. So Kareem Hunt's gone. Do they have enough in Dearness Johnson to supplement Nick Chubb? I think they do. I don't think it makes them a far worse team. I think you make that move before the game. There's too much risk in the NFL. And if you hold him out, I think it hurts your leverage a little bit because it shows that you just were you were planning on trading him. Now, as far as the mojo market is concerned, would you be in on a Kareem Hunt right now because wherever he lands next might be a better fit for him? Yeah, because even if Kareem Hunt doesn't get traded, then you have Kareem Hunt as he is right now. I think that maybe because... There's a potential that he gets traded. He's seeing an automatic uptick as it stands because of the situation he might go into. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't get traded, then he just goes regresses back to the mean. I don't think that Kareem Hunt being in Cleveland on the one of the most high-powered rushing offenses in football is necessarily a bad spot. Yeah, Kareem Hunt right now is actually uh, – the market's closed as we're uh, recording the show right now, but he's on the uptick a little bit. Very, very small, but – 
there's there's these rumors that he might be you know shipped out of there real quick. Uh, he's right behind Josh Jacobs. Kareem and Latavius Hunt ends Murray. up in Buffalo or Philly. Everybody's going to be. I mean, I'm I'm pulling for him to land in Buffalo <laughs> because I can't do another another offensive weapon in Philadelphia. I'm going to go nuts. But hey, listen, Jerry Jones. I don't know if you heard it afterwards. He said he's going all in. So we'll see what that means. Not for a running back. No, we don't need a running back. No. We need another receiver. All right. Anyway, that'll do it today uh, for the Mojo Market Report. We have ourselves a very very good Monday Night Football game tonight. Like I said, we'll talk about their top movers tomorrow. Trade deadline tomorrow. My assumption is that we'll have a lot to talk about as far as what happens overnight. Uh, we might wake up to some news. We might, you know, it, it all depends on how uh, this all plays out. So what you could do is you could follow Mojo by going on the social media, the old social media, to head on over to Twitter, Instagram, uh, and, of course, um, what else? There's one more. Twitter, Instagram. TikTok, you can do that and at Discord. Mojo, and of course, join the Discord. We're talking throughout the course of the game. All the experts are there, having a good time, uh, trying to see. You know, we're, we're showing off some portfolios. We're seeing who's doing what. I got to make some moves today. I think it's going to be a heavy trade day for me, uh, as I I am out on a couple of my guys that are just sitting there heavily, and I'm talking to you, Zachy. <laughs> like you i do i do like you but now you're starting to cost me money and that's not cool uh you can also head on over to mojo.com for all the in-depth analysis the bloggers there are fantastic be sure to do that so for dave sturcio and of course chris gucci this has been another episode of the mojo market report we'll see you back here for the conclusion of week eight as we move to week number nine happy halloween everybody enjoy